Well, hello and happy Thursday, March 9th, 2023. It's another great day here in Virginia, getting a little chilly. I've heard that we've uh, got another winter coming, so I'm kind of thinking about Game of Thrones. Uh, winter is coming. <laughs> Again, I thought it was over. Uh, we're going to have daylight savings time here this weekend, so that usually means this stuff's over with. But I guess we're going to get another chill up here, so I hope wherever you're at, you're having great weather. It's sunny here, so it's pretty to look at anyway. <laughs> well, this week we have a little bit longer than usual uh, podcast uh, with uh, Thrive Thursday because we've got a lot, a lot of neat stuff to discuss. And this week we're going to discuss a uh, paradox of life. So that's no simple uh, topic right there. How to find time to write, W-R-I-T-E, and three factors that lead to a high-performance culture. Uh, many of you know I was down in uh, uh, Tampa St. Pete uh, last week, met many of you down there, and uh, we were immersed in a high-performance culture down there. Uh, a lot of stuff going on between the LPT Realty, all things going on uh, with uh, with the innovative stuff that Robert Palmer's doing there, as well as the Grand Prix that was going on down there. So a lot of cool stuff going down there. High performance in many ways uh, for last week. But let's get into this week's Thrive. Also, uh, pre you know, pre presented every week, uh, just so uh, the folks that are just tuning in for the first time, welcome. Uh, but we get these every week from uh, James Clear, the author of Atomic Habits. I'd like to put them out to you. And we have uh, three ideas, two quotes, and one question to consider each week. And here's this week's first idea. When you need to learn quickly, learn from others. When you need to learn deeply, learn from experience. So there are two. Uh, and of course, experience uh is kind of a double-edged sword because when you're learning deeply and learning from experience, there is some failure involved. Uh, so, and I know some of my cohorts don't like the word uh, failing forward, but I do believe in failing forward. I think that you have to, that's how you learn. Uh, and so if you really want to learn something deeply, you, you do kind of have to stumble around sometimes and, and learn uh, you know, how to not do that anymore. So oh, why did I do this time that didn't work out? So where do I need to go? But if you want to learn something quickly, uh, then learn from others. And that's where mentoring and coaching comes in and gives you a little bit of a shortcut. Uh, so uh, I advocate both of them uh, when you're out there. Uh, you, you, that's why we work with the classics and, and work with a lot of different coaches and mentors here is because uh, there are times when you want to learn quickly and you just don't want to keep uh, <laughs> bumping into the same walls or other things that you really don't really want to learn deeply, uh, but you have to know them. Uh, sometimes in business, there's things that you just have to learn how to do. Uh, and uh, you may not want to use Fiverr all the time for them, or you may not want to sub that stuff out all the time. I just want to get a quick uh, uh, master class on something, so learn that from others. But if there's something you really, really, really want to be a, uh, a go-to person on, you're just going to have to learn deeply. Uh, and uh, the only way to do that is to learn from experience. All right, well, idea number two. If two people have the same goal, you know nothing about the similarity of their results. But if two people have the same daily habits, you can infer quite a bit about the similarity of their results. Because your results are largely 
a byproduct of your habits. And I see this really every week uh, with folks uh, that I coach and mentor with it's because uh, we may have a lot of folks out there that got similar goals. And why isn't this person getting it and the other person is? And why are the key uh, KPIs not being done by one person or the key actions being done by one person and they are by the other? Well, it's habits. Uh, it's the habits formation. And that's why we talk about Thoughts, action, and habits, because that, that's, that's just where you have to go. Uh, you, you know, the first three steps, the first three foundations in the A to B for me strategy are thoughts, actions, and habits. And until you get these habits down, you really don't got to get into character or your destiny because you've got to have these things. Uh, and your results are always going to be a byproduct of your habits. Uh, so uh, habits are just so important. You know, we got to get out there. We got to work on these things. Uh, and if you show me your daily habits, you show me your planner, you show me, um, you know, what you've been doing. And, and, and again, on our weekly uh, accountability session, if you have a high percentage of your key actions being clicked off and, and they're co the correct key actions, uh, then we know that you're going to reach uh, your goals. Uh, if not, then you're not. So we just got to work on those habits. All right. Idea number three, a paradox of life is that the greatest returns come in the long term, but the opportunity cost of moving slowly is huge. Long-term thinking is not slow acting. Act fast on things that compound and never let day, a day pass without doing something that will benefit you in a decade. And that's a lot to take in because, again, the paradox of life is not something that we just kind of, oh, okay, here we go. We got four senses here. This will cover it. <laughs> but the paradox of life is that the gross returns come in the long term, but the opportunity cost of moving slowly is huge. So anything, any of your long-term goals, uh, it's just going to take a while. And again, the opportunity cost of doing that is huge. Uh, because long-term thinking, it, uh, it, it's not slow acting, but you got to act fast on things that compound. So you let things compound, uh, but you got to have the right things to compound, right? Because if you have negative uh, habits that are compounding, you're going to go backwards. Uh, so you want to be sure you're compounding the right things. But the key is to never let a day pass without doing something that will benefit you in a decade. So don't consistently, you know, we're working on 12 week year here at A to B for me, but, but you, you always want to keep the long term in mind because you, you, you've, you've got to do something daily, uh, to, to help promote that, uh, or you're just never going to get there. So in our weekly planning, we want to look at, uh, you know, the, really four different goal areas every every week of, of, of what you know where you want to go what you want to do and in that we can have the really really short term this week today this type of stuff what we want to do but also want to include some things in there that are going to be uh, there to help you benefit you know 10 years from now because we don't want to keep doing <laughs> the same thing uh, be on the same treadmill uh, that we're on right now uh, 10 years from now so I always keep that in mind. Even though we're working on a 12-week year, we have to have longer-term goals and work for those things as well. All right. And, of course, we go over all that in my journaling class. So if you haven't take the, taken a clear vision journaling, you might want to hop up to YouTube and grab that. It's a really, really good one. Okay. We're going to do our first quote for the day. 
author Julia Cameron on how to find time to write. That's W-R-I-T-E for those uh, listening here, or do anything really. Uh, and, and this is from her book, The Right, R-I-G-H-T, To Write, W-R-I-T-E. And I don't know if any of you know Julia. Um, uh, she was married to Martin Scorsese, I think, for about a year, long enough to have a kid <laughs> back in the 70s. <laughs> but uh, she, uh, this book, if, if I recommend a lot of books, but I got to tell you, this one is really, really significant. Uh, it's nonfiction. Uh, she's written it in first person, uh, and it is really, really incredible. And, and one of the things that she talks about here is that uh, the purpose of it is to heal writers who are broken initiate riders who are afraid and entice riders who are standing at the river's edge wanting to put a toe in. Uh, and she really, really talks about something that we talk about at A to B for me in journaling as well. It's just longhand free riding activities. And that's one of the reasons why you have a lot of extra pages in, in the Phoenix Journal. And so you can just do that in the morning and just write. And not, without it being um, uh, censored or anything, just write whatever's on top of your head. But let's get back to her quote because I really got got into her. But you really get that book, The Right to Write. Go out and look at it. It's an invitation uh, and initiation into the writing life. But she says, the if I had time lie is a convenient way to ignore the fact that novels require being written and that writing happens a sentence at a time. Sentences, sentences can happen in a moment. Enough stolen moments, enough stolen sentences, and a novel is born without the luxury of time. So there you go. That's what we're talking about. It's just a sentence. I mean, you just you just get going. And, and if you if you if you do journaling and you've been wanting to write a book and you're writing your daily thoughts or you're you're going back and reflecting, um, you've probably got the basis for a book uh, after a year of journaling it's all in there just go back and, and and start getting it done but if i had time uh, we know that's always a lie it's always a convenient lie because make time get it done uh because you're just ignoring the fact um, that these things need to be written and but writing folks it just happens one sentence at a time so stop when you get your thoughts, and your thoughts are going only going to last just a few seconds. You got to write those things down, or you may forget them forever, and you likely will. So keep things handy. Uh, I know everybody likes to uh, to do things digitally. Uh, so maybe it's uh, just getting on an iPhone or your Android or whatever you got, uh, and popping stuff in there uh, as well when you come up with it. All right, quote number two. Frank Slootman, the CEO of Snowflake Computing, uh, which is a uh, data storage uh, and analytical uh, company. Uh, and he's, I think he, he's a billionaire. I know he's worth hundreds of millions of dollars anyway. But explains three factors that lead to a high-performance culture. So we really should listen to old Frank on this one. Our companies ran at higher velocity with higher standards and a narrower focus than most. Going faster, maintaining higher standards and with a narrower aperture. He's going to get me with that narrower word here. <laughs> but this sounds simple. The question is, how do you go about amping up your organization? How much faster do you run? How much higher 
are your standards? How hard do you focus? It's a performance triad because they amplify each other. The compound effect can be electrifying. And there we go again with compounding. It is breathtaking how slow, substandard, and unfocused many companies out there get through the day. And think nothing of it. The lack of energy is palatable. There is performance upside everywhere. As a leader, your opportunity is to reset in each of these dimensions. You do it in every single conversation, meeting, and encounter. You look for and exploit every single opportunity to step up the pace, expect a higher quality outcome, and narrow the plane of attack. Then you relentlessly follow up and prosecute at every turn. The source of this is Amp It Up, and it's uh, got a hat tip or a, a, a honorable mention here to David Perrell. I don't know if you've been on any of David's uh, podcasts, but uh, he has a, a, a class, our school writing school called The Right, W-R-I-T-E, of Passage. <laughs> but he's got a great podcast out there, too. Uh, but really, really important, of course, we all, in, in, in most of our sales, Classes we always talk about that the the fortune is in the follow up, uh, but uh, what he's talking here is you've got to exploit every single opportunity to step up the pace, expect a higher quality outcome, and narrow the plane of attack. You just got to get out there and do that. In other words, when he's up here talking about what they do, you know, going faster, maintaining higher standards, and a narrow aperture. Uh, all these things, go back and just read, you look at this quote, and on the podcast, you can go up, you can catch it, because uh, it, I've got it in writing. That's why I put these things in writing for you as well on the podcast, so you can really, really follow these things through. But the question is, how do you go amping up your organization? How much faster do you run? How much higher are the standards? And how hard do you focus? And that, that's your triad. So you have to keep these things in mind. Uh, when you're looking at your business uh, and, and how and, and where, where, are you, where you want it to be you know, in that decade that we talked about earlier. All right. Well, I'm going to wrap it up this week with our question of the week. And it is, where am I spending energy trying to please someone who actually doesn't care? <laughs> it's funny because this kind of came up in a, in a Zoom I was on this morning about folks uh, not, you're not really caring. They were talking with, with the real estate group this morning. They were talking about, you know, people are saying, well, you're in real estate. I don't really care. You know, what What are you going to do for me, right? Uh, don't just, don't just sit, give them a card and say, hey, I'm in real estate. Give me a call. No, you got to give them some reason to give you a call and give them some, some benefits and really help them out. Give them some value. But look at this. I mean, but are, are you allowing people in this time block? Because all these things we talked about today are, 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 are things that you have to really place in your time block if you're going to make them happen. Uh, and if you're going to be key productive indicators or key actions, you've got to time block them. But where are you spending energy trying to please someone who actually doesn't care? So it might be things you're out there doing uh, that you're just wasting time. You're wasting energy. Uh, and it, it really is a distraction. And we know that distraction inhibits progress. 
So get out there and really, really analyze your days um, and uh, in your weeks and go back and look at it. Reflect, plan, execute and reflect on what you did and see if you were really being distracted by someone who really doesn't care. All right. Well, for more on the topic, uh, you know, reach out to me. I'm always here at a to b for me.com, um, donsaleshouses.com. We got a new group called the Closing Crew. Got a lot of them out there, but uh, just reach out to me. Happy to sit down with you. I always got uh, 15 minutes or so to chat with someone. I just try and help you keep moving in the direction of your dreams because that's what we do here at a to b for me. All right. Well, have an awesome week. And while we're on that, keep moving in the direction of your dreams. And we'll talk to you later. Have a great one. Bye-bye.